The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. There's been a lot of talk recently about the use of detention in schools. Do you remember those? Maybe some of you do, maybe some of you don't. Some of us do. Uh, well, more and more teachers are moving away from detentions, and many educators and child experts believe it's a good thing. Today, we're joined by Julie Romanowski, an early childhood consultant and the woman behind Misbehavior. It's a great website. It's all about parenting, coach, and consultant services. Hi, Julie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? And it's funny because one of my very dear friends... Um, who used to be a meteorologist here in that ta- in here in Edmonton? Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Claire Martin. Um, a lot of my listeners will remember. She's in that music video. Oh, wow! She's in that music video. Anyway, Julie, we uh, we dialed you up to talk about detentions this afternoon, and uh, your thoughts um, on detentions. You seem to be on the side of you know this is a good thing that uh, some parents are there, or that not parents that teachers are moving away from detentions, right? Strongly on that side, yes. We we don't need detention. That's not how kids learn. That's not how you correct behavior. And uh, it actually does the opposite of what I think people doing detention, um, which is uh, creating more anger, more resentment, and more outrage. So instead of um, what they're hoping for, which is teaching the child not to do the bad behavior, you're actually making the child more angry it's not validating, and uh, it doesn't do what you think it does. Is this kind of just a whole um, you change in the way of thinking? Certainly, you know, hey, you know, Julie, I'm in my mid-40s. When I was, you know, when I was a kid, you know, there was, you know, we, we, got, we got the strap, we got threatened, you know, with detention, we got spanked, um, and, you know, all of those folks who will turn around, and likely you've heard this a thousand times, Julie, hey, we didn't turn out so bad. <laughs> Oh, I don't think we have enough time today. I <laughs> well, I've got some time. I mean, or, or did or did we turn out that bad? Um, you know, because I, I I don't even have to look at my text line right now, Julie, and I can guarantee you, there's folks going to say, you yeah. know, we need to return to that. That's why we have so many troubles and so many, you okay. know. Ah. Perfect. I know exactly what to say for that. Okay, so no on the detention, no on the punishment. I'm a no on consequences. I'm a no on all of it. Believe it or not. Um, I don't think we should let our kids just run around and do whatever they want. Uh, we have to absolutely correct negative behavior. If you cause hurt to someone, that is wrong. Yes, we have to correct that. But I've created a method that where you, when you can correct a child's behavior, it's a teachable moment. We're teaching the part that wasn't right. The part that was wrong and what I call balancing behavior. So you're telling the parts that weren't okay and along with the positive, which are the parts that are okay, or the good and the bad, the yes and the no, the can and the can't. And what that does is it allows the child to know the scope that is surrounding them and what we may know as boundaries. Mm. And so when I know how far the limit is and, and gauging that because I now know what's the opposite, the good and the bad, the child can get a sense of what the boundaries are from that teacher, parent, caregiver, balancing the behavior as a way to correct their behavior. And with repetition, 
and consistency <laughs> and connection, that's how a child's going to learn. And that's how the brain learns. Mm. As soon as you start on punishment, negativity, uh, what we know as typical disciplinary techniques, child is no longer in the sort of brain mode, if you will, for learning. They're on defense to ensure that they aren't going to get hurt and or they get triggered quickly because of a past trauma and they go uh, on, their alarm bells start ringing and anxiety and all kinds of other things start heightening. So there's that part of it. I am a firm believer in boundaries and clear expectations that surround the child. And that is what isn't happening, nor before when we used to beat our kids, spank them and hit them, mm. and more now when we just kind of don't know what to do, ignore it, throw everything under the rug and let them run around crazy. So we, we had one end of the pendulum. It swung way over to the opposite side. Both aren't great. I want to meet somewhere in the middle where we have the firmness and consistency and leadership of boundaries. Yet we are doing it connected and engaged with the child while remaining calm and neutral and does not be about power struggles or who's bigger or tougher who's going to win this one. It's, so that's it's got, where I stand. It's got to be uh, a little bit uh, challenging. I mean, I think, you know, you, there's there's parents and, you know, if we're talking about, you know, detention in a school, we're talking about about teachers. And are, 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 we, are we putting more um, expectations and pressure on teachers to be able to do this and be able to sit down and explain to the child what they did wrong without any judgment, without any criticism? Um, and, and especially if maybe they don't know how to do that, if they were never shown how to do that themselves. Yeah, what you just said was loaded, and that's exactly what the problem is or the challenge, I should say. Yes, the opportunities that arise in classrooms or on school you know, property are ideal times, as well as at home, to correct behavior, to set clear expectations and boundaries. And I'm not saying they don't. They do. But I mean more so. Uh, however, what's happening is, and I'm sure most teachers are like right in there. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's part of it. But remember, they're decreasing the amount of teachers and extra support. They're increasing class sizes. And so what you have is no opportunity to do so. Mm -hmm. And so that presents the challenge. Not that correcting behavior is bad and it doesn't work. We we can't just go in there, you know, guns blazing. Hey, this is what we're going to be doing. We have to, the environment has to be a, a place to reflect that as well. So what's happening is we have and again, this isn't everybody, but the general sort of idea out there are uh, teachers are stressed. They're doing the best they can. I've ha- I, tr- I do training. At, I'm actually in Ontario. I'm from Vancouver, BC, and I'm in Ontario and Ottawa and Toronto doing training for teachers and educators mm. about this very thing. And so what they're finding is is the approach, how they were trained, what their colleagues do. Is the this disciplinarian, you will do as I say, because it's fueled with fear and stress. Mm. And I come in from a place of connection and ensuring the child is able to regulate themselves. It, it, so it, I'm not saying mm. Sorry, what was that? No, I was just going to say, just it, it has to be a bit of a challenge, especially, you know, I think there there would be 
there's a lot of challenges in this one, uh, obviously. But w- when a child um, continues to show bad behaviors and bad judgment and, you know, you can sit down and try to have that conversation over and over and over again. It's like my dog who loses his mind every time he sees another dog walking by, you know, the front lawn. Yeah. I have just learned how to deal with it after three years yeah. in different ways instead of going, you know, scolding him, smacking him on the butt or whatever. It's a real different way of learning how to how to do that. And I know yeah. dog training and, and child training are completely different things. But, yeah, but it's, it's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah, but you know, but you have to learn how to do it. But it's, it gets frustrating when it happens over and over and over again. And sometimes, yeah. you know, do, do children not learn from, from punishment, like a, a, an no. immediate punishment? No. And, and that's that it's as simple as that. No, no, we don't. Because I'll tell you why. If I raise my voice as a parent and teacher, anyone working with kids, but I'll go with parents. If I raise my uh, fist, if I raise my voice, if I do intimidating body language, strong words, and they change their behavior. Like I've had a lot of people say, oh, if I raise my voice or if my husband comes home, oh boy, yeah. that kid straightens up. They're not listening to you. They're listening to the fear that's mm-hmm. in you. Hmm. And so if you're, you think that they're listening to you and respecting you, and when you raise your voice or raise your hand, you know, they'll chop, chop, start moving and listen and obeying, that's a false facade. They're not listening to you. They're listening to the fear. So, and fear works. Um, I'll give you that. Fear yeah. works. But what it does is it tells the child that if you really need something, if you really have to stand your ground and get others to listen and respect you, you better use fear tactics. What does that sound like? Yeah. Bullying and the, yeah. the, the motto of game. So, yeah, I get that angle. Um, and, no, you don't want to just have a child in your classroom like the analogy used with the dog where they just keep repeating the same behavior. We have to look at this as in what's the message behind the behavior, not just scold the surface level, like he keeps talking class, she keeps hitting the friend. Why are they doing that? Mm. And we got to dig deeper for the sake of the child. And that's what advocacy is. And that's what leadership is. And that's not happening enough. Also, you have to remember, the majority of children aren't acting out this repeated way. And they're, you know, bad kids and, oh, there's something wrong with them. Yeah. They come from bad homes. It, it's, that's actually a very small pocket of children, of the child population, if you will. Uh, the the majority of children respond well to being uh, neutral, respectful, connecting. That's what we're lacking in this world, and also validation. If you if you've worked with children, I'm talking a long time, and and this is part of your whether it's your livelihood or or what have you. You'll know that children want you to be the leader. Mm-hmm. They crave the structure. They want to know that they matter and that they have value. We let them know that by validating them and knowing that we are connected to them and accept them no matter what has happened. Okay, But I do draw the line at if you cause hurt or harm to somebody, the environment, or yourself, that's when I'm going to step in and ensure that we are correcting the behavior so that the child can learn from that. Children love learning. But when under the umbrella of sort of this discipline or consequences, we think we're teaching them. That's where we think detention comes from. It isn't. If it worked, that child would never be in detention again. <laughs> and I bet you it's those same kids repeating. You always had those bad kids. 
Yeah. Uh, Julie, uh, Julie Romanowski joining me this afternoon, early childhood uh, consultant, um, and we're talking about uh, more and more teachers uh, moving away from detention uh, when you know mm-hmm. when there's when there's challenges in in the classroom. So you're out uh, in in Ontario right now. You're, you're talking to teachers right now, as you mentioned about how to have these conversations. Yeah. Um, you know about, about having cr- <laughs> about crystal clear rules and you know what you're what you're supposed to do. And and I'm guessing that that advice and what you're telling the teachers uh, out there would also go very well for for parent for parents as well i mean it's that goes hand in hand absolutely and and that's where it gets confusing and has been an issue is um parents aren't doing anything in the home the the teachers will fix it and teachers like well no we're not here to fix your kids behavior that should be from home mm-hmm. and it's not so much you do or i do it's we need to to do it as a community and connect together Uh, Of course, I believe strongly in emotional development being the highest domain. And then intellectual learning, even physical sports, uh, we need all of them. The emotional development domain is kicked under the rug and no one even knows what that is half the time. Hmm. And to me, that is the part that's being missed. And if parents and educators, daycare, preschool providers, teachers, you name it, everybody, comes together with the united front, then we're going to see a big difference and a big shift take place. Interesting. Julie, I want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. In case you're interested, you can check out her website at misbehavior.ca. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Okay, that's Julie Romanowski joining me this afternoon. Big Al says uh, detention can be a valuable tool for teaching consequences from behavior that will prepare people for adult life where all behavior has consequences. And he says, love this stuff. Out of Bonneville, pie in the sky, fluff. Um, Carl says, sorry, this is baloney. What happens if you break the law? You go to jail or get some kind of punishment. What happens if you don't perform at work? You're going to get fired or reprimanded. These kids are going to get find out in adulthood and they won't be happy when reality hits bring back the strap bring back serious discipline this lady is a quack i respected my parents and didn't fear them and they got uh, they raised their voices sometimes and i got spanked she should be spanked and then this one says julie is 100 percent on the money Research now shows that isolating discipline, detention, suspension, expulsion, prison, fractures relationships, creates trauma, and increases the rate of violence. I would love to hear uh, Julie's thought on restorative practices. Uh, So you're all over the place on the text line. You know what? Ernest has been holding very, very patiently. Hi, Ernest. Hello, Jalen. What's going on? Well, I have to agree with you. Growing up, we had... I, I don't know... We never started, you never said at the beginning of the show what the the actual rules are now on detention and corporal punishment. But I know growing up that we had, uh, uh, I, we got the strap. We got the strap, we got detention. Now, I'm not saying that it was bad or that it was good, but you certainly learned something about discipline and consequences of mm-hmm. uh, bad action. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed from your guest, she went on and on about this, airy fairy pie in the sky oh you know we have to relate to them and this and that but she never once said what do you do with the kids when they really do get out of hand and she's from ontario and she should know teachers are going to school now wearing uh uh, protective gear so they don't get stabbed 
Yeah, you know, my, my brother's a teacher in Ontario, and he's had uh, kids threaten to blow up his car. He's had kids bring knives to school. Uh, my husband's been a teacher for over 30 years. I, I've seen it and hear it firsthand um, about some of, the, some of the challenges. Yeah, they're talking about having the communication, sitting down and having a, a conversation and outlining what's happened. And that's you know, what I, I don't know what I don't know what happens when you know with with some of the badasses that just don't get it or don't care. I don't think that schools are preparing our young now for real life. Uh, quite honestly, I think schools now are, are pretty well just a daycare center until they're old enough to work, <laughs> or if they have the money, go to you know some secondary education. But uh, they're not preparing kids to, to, for the real world, especially. Who, what teacher has time to, oh, delve into the psychological aspects of this child acting out when you've got 30 other kids who are know. supposed to be teaching, for goodness sake? Ernest, anyway, I, I, pre- I think we turned out pretty good. I, I, and that's why I said I think we turned out pretty well, good as well, but I know things change, so I'm trying to keep my mind open to, to this. Ernest, thanks for the call. David, I have about one minute, and then I've got a minute for Alfred. What are, what are your thoughts? I've never heard so much drivel in my life. I got detention, and it was never done out of anger by a teacher. It was a teaching lesson. I got mad, not because I'd put in, been put in detention, but because I was sitting there writing 100 lines or whatever when I could be out playing with my friends. The one thing she did not define is how she sets the boundaries. Kids are born to challenge boundaries. That's how they grow. And when they're very young, a swat on the butt teaches them there is a boundary. As they get older, then they begin to learn that, yeah, you don't have to have a swat on the butt, but there's going to be some other consequences. They come out in later in life. And for parents to swat a kid, they also pick the kid up and hug them. Teachers will ruffle a kid's hair and say, are you having a great day, just after they've given them detention, and they'll sit down with them. It is not one or the other. The one thing you can't do is negotiate with children who don't have the capacity yet to understand the negotiation, but you, they do understand behavior equals consequences and it changes over time as they grow up there will always be some kids that will challenge for the sheer pleasure of challenge they want to be the the tough ass in the in the class that sort of thing but for most kids they are not like that at all david always great to hear from you and alfred gets the last word here hi alfred hi i'll make it I'll make it real quick. Uh, they're being coddled too much, and that lady's out to lunch. The kids today, they haven't learned any coping skills because they haven't learned how to stumble and fall yet. And uh, when you get a trophies for attendance, that's what happens. And that's what happens when you take the strap and prayer out of school. That is Alfred's thought this afternoon. Thanks for everyone who has called in your texts. Oh, boy, oh, boy.